0: All right, welcome to the first official episode of the Undiluted Podcast with myself, JP, Jerry Perkins. Damn, I don't need to save my entire company Fuck it, too late. Hey, yeah. everybody. <laughs> uh, I got Mike Simmons here. Mike... Boy. Well, what's good, man? Uh, it's Mike, man. Uh, we ready to make this thing. We're just trying to get you guys uh, to think a different way, man. And hopefully your thoughts can be expressed. You know, just it's the same. So uh, we're just up here just trying to get it undiluted, man. Let's get it going. Yeah, so the word itself und- undiluted. What does that word mean to you, Mike? Undiluted, man. Man, that's awesome, man. And I'm glad you started that off like that. Um, what it means to me is that pure, you know, raw, uncooked, you know, um, <laughs> it, it, unprocessed, you know, like um, well, the greatest example I can give is. uh-huh. Uh, you know, us being in America, when we eat our food, is uh, is all processed. You know, and you you don't really feel any anything. You know, because we're so used to what we're eating. But when you go travel, do some real traveling, and go across countries and across uh, state lines and go overseas, I experienced that head on. And yeah, I, you went to you went to Cuba earlier this year, right? Yeah, man. And uh, when I went to Cuba, bro, and uh, and my, my my, you know, uh I was eating, I was great, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, everything was good, you know, but uh, I went with my girlfriend at the time and uh, when we was there we were just eating up chopping it up on food and and she just got sick and her her stomach went crazy. And I did understand it. So I didn't make sure she was cool. But when I got overseas, it got back into the States, my stomach started crazy. I had a, a stomach virus because we was actually eating fresh food. And you know, come to find out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah, bro, like, so I'm coming to find out, you know, we was over there eating fresh food. And uh, you know, like, man, they just, you catch it, you kill it, you skin it, you clean it. And you, uh, in and by what they mean by cleaning that part just running water over it, you know. So <laughs> you never know. That reminds me of that one big debate from our group thinking out loud, T O L. Shout out to everybody in T O L. The whole washing chicken debate. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So like, bro, like. Uh... I got back in the States and my stomach, I caught up that virus because uh, eating all that, that fresh food, to, then couldn't get it back to eating the processed food and um the my stomach, molds. Right. So, and so, so I'm just trying to circle it back around to your original question. What does, I, you know, undiluted mean, uh, undiluted. Yeah. The actual definition is uh not moderated or weakened in any way, mm. and I basically didn't, not not that. Yeah, and I'm just so, talking out the side of my neck, you know. And yeah. I basically probably just gave that that definition, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And, and the reason I don't know, I just came up with that name out of nowhere because I wanted to do something that is like. Raw, unfiltered. You know what I'm saying? Just speaking our minds, like no matter, like whether it be us or the people that we have on here as guests. Like we did, I did the episode zero with Kendra, my homie. Shout from out Brooklyn, to Kendra, my homie from Brooklyn. And, Shout you know, out. We, we boop, just <laughs> What <We're> Brooklyn? <man. laughs> yeah, we just chopped it up about. The Marvel Cinematic Universe and in DC, and you know, and that was awesome, bro. Like, man, you know, like, you know, man, I was so upset because I just had, a, a, you know, my firstborn child, and uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't get on. So shout out to Skyler, little Sky. That's yeah. what's up, man. But uh, I, man, yeah, I couldn't get on, man, I was so upset because I don't want to let you down. I don't want to let nobody down, and I oh, really sure I'm good. Daddy duties come first. Yeah, I know, bro, and hey, hey, you and you, um, hey, you telling me that firsthand. You teach. Oh me? yeah, I, I definitely you know. Yeah, I got, I got, I'm a veteran, so <laughs> I had my first child in 2009. We coming up on ten years of that next year. Mm-hmm. But back to this undiluted podcast. So, um, speaking of undiluted, you met. Charlemagne the God. Yesterday, yes, yesterday afternoon. Yes, I did, bro, man. I was kind of. I hope there's no echo on when we do this podcast, by the way. But, uh, man, when I met him, bro, it was. It was like, man, I love. He was just there to really be in tune. Well, this is what I got out of it. He really dared to like, for the people. He wasn't there to make a quick buck and leave or or like to like he really was like hey man this is what i'm here for and he had his mindset. i can tell he had his mindset on this because it's like what he's been saying is what i've been seeing on the on, on the youtube always youtube him and um and what he's been preaching pretty much what shook ones is about because he got Charlamagne tha Guy has a book coming out called "Shook Ones," and he had a book signing in uh, in Chicago on uh, Saturday, and I went. Is that it was at DePaul University Barnes and Noble on State and Jackson, and uh, it was off the chain, bro. Like it was so many like authentic people there, and uh, he he did his thing, man. He was just trying to tell people, "Hey, man, we all got problems," and yeah. and um, don't let Social media, or, or um, you know, society in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try, try, try to make you be, you know, more than what you are. You are, you know, like trying to make you perfect. Because you know, he get anxiety. You get the, you know, I get anxiety too. I ain't even know it. How, how the hell am I gonna pay this? How the hell am I gonna do that? And you get the rush and embrace man. You make a, a rash decision, a stupid ass decision. Oh, yeah. and uh, and before you know it you're in an argument with somebody and you're like damn if I would have just said it the fuck down. differently or relaxed did you get around to asking him a question or no I actually did not but I uh, you know, I, I shook his hand I talked to him for a quick sec I told his bodyguard by the way his name is Wax and if you ever watch Charlamagne Tha God's uh, interviews on reference club whatever you I was talking about this dude. He was actually there. I'm like, dude, Wax, you the most famous bodyguard <laughs> in the fucking world. So, oh yeah. <laughs> talk talking with no chill and undiluted like Charlemagne is. You definitely you definitely need a bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, bro. And he know yeah, he, he, he ain't that stupid. You know, but he's getting conscious of how strong his platform and his voice is. That's what I'm starting to realize on him. You know, the more power, the more growth you get in the world, the more responsibility you get, and the more, like, you know, you got to be very, very conscious of what you do now. Yeah, he's maturing, like, more and more and more, because, like, I read an article that he was saying how the reason behind him counseling his interview with Kanye West the day after he met with Donald Trump and he was like, he just felt it wouldn't be right because it's like a knee-jerk, it would be like a knee-jerk reaction and take away from the message of him trying to bring awareness to mental illness and a lot of people just right now going based off the... That White um, House. right? Yeah, Kanye met with Trump, oh my God, we uh, we all upset at him right now. And, man, bro, and man, nope. bro you even bringing that up and mentioning it in that way, because that actually uh, was the, because Kendra G was the moderator, by the way. Kendra G from uh, WGCI. And um, you even bringing that up is big of you because you realize, you, you know, you, you, you ain't get caught up in the propaganda of all of that Kanye West crap. Because he really was, uh, like, he really wanted people to know about mental health. Like, because our mental health is what, you know, like, people are, you know, like, you, you know, kids going crazy, man. Because, like, like, you know, if you can't get something, think about it, why why people are killing themselves, or why people are going out shooting each other, or or stealing the robbing, or doing anything that's out of the norm, or... Or, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, out, out, outside of the golden rule, the golden rule. Abuse it or trying to abuse drugs or alcohol. Yeah, exactly. is a Way to get away. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's mental. And, you know, like, that, you know, he wants people to be aware of that. Like, man, why are you doing this This crap? And it's because he's saying it's because of social media. He said social media is the ultimate highlight reel. And uh, I have a video, man. I wish I I can bring that clip up, and I I, I purposely recorded that that clip of him yeah. saying this because I knew he was gonna say something crazy, something. When I mean by crazy, something profound that I want to even share. I want to share into the Thinking Out Loud group because I view Thinking Out Loud as a, a a shook one group, as an anxiety group, as something. Yeah, somewhere you can vent. Exactly. Talk about issues, like even though we, you know, everybody joking bullshit and do like posts for the sake of entertainment sometimes, but for the most part, I mean, the purpose of the group is like what the title states, like just thinking and winning, whatever the case may be. That's a, that, by the way, they probably people who are not familiar with that group probably wondering what the hell we talking about. That's a group on Facebook that I created back in February, and it's got, oh, uh, it's a small group, but you know everybody in there is pretty much close, and it's like a little private group where everybody just interact with each other, discuss daily issues or what's on your mind at the time, ask for advice or whatever the case might be. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, mental health is very important, and we suppress a lot of emotions and thoughts and end up in a dark place that we don't necessarily have to be. If you just let a person, let people know, like I got this going on, I got that going on. Like, you don't always have to go to a, you know, psychiatrist, therapist, whatever. You can just talk to a friend about something. Right. And then you'd be all right. Some people don't get that. And, and, uh, and uh, that's a segue into another thing that he said. He said, man, I go to therapy every Friday. And uh, you know, and you know, I gotta, you know. Uh, he said, "Man, and 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 uh, somebody asked him, how much you pay for therapy?" He said, "Man, I pay one fifty every week." But I understand people don't have that because I get away yet because I was paying one fifty. I had therapists, and I was paying one fifty uh, recently, as far as like this past two years, because I had therapists just to talk stuff. I had so much going on. In my life, as far as work, uh, friends, a fraternity, uh, man, trying to uh, school, trying, trying to uh, run a business, trying to get property. I was gonna drive myself crazy if I ain't sitting and talk to somebody that's outside of my circle or my people. You know what I'm saying? I had to sort this stuff out. And a lot of people don't know that your ins- health insurance covers that that's in network. You know what I'm saying? You, sometimes, some people found therapy for free. You know, you can get therapy for $50. But, you know, me, being me, I'm like, man, I'm downtown with therapists. I'm paying the $1.40, man. But this dude, he did all right. Man, he did great. As far as, like, I, I really did feel good the first two sessions. You feel like you learned something from it? Yeah, I, I, I really did. I felt, I felt, uh, I felt kind of uh, the best word to put it is um, kind of relieved, as far as, but I'm not gonna say accomplished or no, because the the whole because people don't know what therapy is and what therapy is, the therapist is not there to fish you, it's just there to listen and they're gonna challenge you to follow through on whatever you you're throwing out there. So that that's what I want you know like I want people to get when they hear this. It's like, man. Well, I'm gonna go to therapy now. But you need you need to vent to somebody. If you ain't venting to your loved ones or your friends or whatever, you need to vent to somebody. And that's what you pay for therapy for. Yeah, I think not opening up about a lot of things is one of the issues I used to have. Like, and I used to be a person that everybody could just come to, and they and I'm always giving advice. And it's like I I suppress a lot of the things I've dealt with over the years, and just kept to myself, and then it's like sometimes you have issues going on and not even realize. Like man, this is really toxic in my Facts. life, and I need to Facts. get rid of this. Like that's why, you know, a lot of people might be like, "Damn, he he just completely he don't party or he completely stopped drinking, he don't smoke at all." Some person even asked me like, "Man, you don't drink or smoke? What do you do?" i'm like what do you mean what do i do yeah i shit i, I live yeah yeah, yeah. Like, and, and th- that's what social media does bro like uh it, like we we gotta be we, we gotta be more open to telling people the the road to getting to your level of thought as far as like we gotta show people the bumps and bruises like social media everybody shows the highlight reel but they don't show what it takes to get to the you know what i'm saying Another thing, speaking of social media being a highlight reel, I'm trying to get more people to embrace the fact that, you know, despite, you know, all the violence and, and negative things in the hood, you know, we got one of the most corrupt, you know, police. We got, in, in America, I think Chicago is currently number one when it comes to corruption as far as police, even though you don't see two other than the, uh, What's his name? Laquan McDonald incident. Other than that, you don't hear about too much police brutality or like um, murders in Chicago. But for whatever reason, Chicago is number one when it comes to corruption, when it comes to police force. But anyway, I was, my point I was getting around to is um, I was trying to, one thing I'm trying to do is get a lot more Chicagoans to realize there's a lot to do in this city if we just embrace it and take full advantage of what the city has to offer like you don't have I see a lot of people spend a ton of money and go somewhere and, and I'm not knocking traveling traveling is great that's a great thing uh-huh. but I'm just saying like embrace the city a, a lot of those people don't embrace what this city has to offer we are the number I mean, it, uh, we number two when it comes to America, like New York is number one, but we number two, and we got all these millions of tourists that come here every year. They not just coming here for no damn reason. Like if people just look into things that you can do in this city, some people never been to the Shed Aquarium. Some people never been to uh, been to the Water Town downtown. Been on a cruise or went down to the nice River Walk we got, or. Like it, it's so much to do out here, and that's all I'm trying to get man, a lot more. People man, man, layman's terms, just telling me got to undilute, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Th- 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 yeah, go th- 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 to a go to a Bears game, go exactly. To Bears game. Man, go to a Cubs game. Embrace the culture, Chicago culture, the positive. Speaking of Bears, you know, like you, you, you know, like I just came from a Bears game. I just came from a tailgate, and it was like twenty of us. And guess what we did? We all put in money, and everybody ate, and we we tailgated. I got my butt up at eight thirty in the morning. I got down there at ten o'clock. The game started at twelve. And uh, man, bro, we all put in thirty dollars, man. You know, we, we got two parking spots. And then we all, all also brought in some more food. I mean, put in more money, you know, for the food. You know what I'm saying? So everybody ate, man, so much food. And then, guess what? When people come, they bring something to the tailgate. I, I brought a case of beer. And you know, a case of beer is what, $10, $12 now. And, and now you can do the math what I just spent for just the tailgating part of this. $40, so that's $40 for four hours to, to of fun, man, uh, and, and live, you know, and that's on top of everybody else bringing their, their things, and then, you know, and I pay for my ticket, you know, my ticket, obviously, is gonna be high, and I paid $100 for that, but on top, you know, like, but this, this is playing two, three months ago. So it's like, man, we uh, my point I'm trying to get to, man, to, as far as getting to back to your point, if we all just add and chip and help each other out and just do your part. We all can eat, man. Everybody can eat if you just, you know what I'm saying, just give, man. Yeah, I think everybody should link up more often and like do group outings and, you know, just come up with things. You got a lot of people who you know what I'm saying, like to abuse situations like that and be leeches. Want to, oh, you want to come kick it when you're broke, but when you get some money, all oh, right I you don't hear from this person. So just you know, pick your circle wisely. You know, you know we uh, people like us, we lucky enough to be surrounded by some cool people that aren't like that. But I'm just saying, for
1: example, yeah, we're blessed, man. We are, are
0: blessed, bro. There's leeches in the world. Yeah, and my remedy to those leeches is just, just point them out, man. Hey, if you point them out and these people are not trying to better themselves or not trying to give to the cause, you know, you got to keep moving. Yeah, we all grown, working, Every everybody's like, trying to pay a bill, man. Everybody eats me. Everybody eats <laughs> yeah, You know I'm just saying? Like, if, let's say, for instance, it's, People do a group outing like once a month. Like, damn, you can't put twenty to thirty dollars out to the side for one month. Like, damn. Right. And and just think about how much we we blow that away in our daily lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. Here's a side note from, from my kid, and I don't, I'm not trying to sound like a super dad, nothing like that. But I'm challenging myself to put away money uh, for my kid, and you get well guess what i'm gonna do i'm gonna put i'm gonna give her twenty dollars every week in a bank account because i'm not gonna miss that twenty dollars up until she's eighteen and if you do the math it's 50 it, it, uh i'm gonna i'm gonna got my calculator out right now it's fifty six weeks in a year right so if, if you do twenty if you do uh fifty six times twenty that's eleven. That's that's a thousand dollars and a hundred twenty dollars. You times that by eighteen, which is eighteen years. Mm, hold on, hold on. Let me get my calculator. Yeah, Fifty-six down. times twenty. <laughs> then it, uh, you times that by eighteen. That's twenty thousand dollars. She's gonna have twenty thousand dollars when she turns eighteen. If I if I save twenty dollars a week from the day she was born yeah that's a lot that twenty thousand dollars come in handy. i, I can at Especially least at, right, I can at least pay for the first of not first two years in college god wouldn't if that's what she's at and, and she wants to go to college and which I, I wish Absolutely. i'm gonna push her to do it anyway by the way but, <laughs> that's a good investment i mean a lot of people think when they hear the word investment they just think about business but you can be an investment your kids can be an invest, investment you know mm-hmm. and that would shit when i turn 18 twenty thousand dollars would have helped me out tremendously exactly so you know like like so so <laughs> like bro like we got it in us to make this happen for our kids but but guess what we do wait we're gonna put the cable bill on the kids now we're gonna put the You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, like try try to fix our problem. We are using our kid, this newborn kid, to fix our. And I, I I got off track a little bit. Y'all seen situations. I got off track a little bit, but I'm just saying, like, to get back to your point, like, we, if everybody does their part, everybody can be successful. Everybody can eat, and but you gotta be do your part, man. Yeah, and, and people need to realize. Like, you know, speaking of investments and children, also the youth in Chicago, Uh, you got people like Chance, the rapper. You know, he he's a millionaire. His parents are wealthy, and you know, I used to I used to to work for Trans Pops. Yeah, by the way, Mr. Ken Bennett. Yeah, he's a great man. I heard a number of good things about him. And um, I was saying, Chance, uh, he's he's definitely an inspiration. Like him and Derrick Rose, because Derrick Rose is also man. always looking for a Derrick Rose Chicago. is a hero to me, man. Yeah, D Rose. Like I, That's why you'll never see me participate in any of the, like back then, people making jokes about his injuries. Yeah, and yeah. Like I'm that. never going yeah. I'm with you on that one. I never participated in that. That's a, that's a good dude. And he he would have been, like, he already was great. I mean, well, he is great, but he would have been much greater than he is right now hey, but, but, if, if it wasn't for him. You know what the best way to put that? He is the perfect example of, of really loving what you do as work, loving your job. He really did love being a boy playing for the city he was so blown away I could tell bro how he played that he was so blown away and like man I'm playing for my city man my family good I got, I'm a millionaire it's like man all I gotta do is go ahead and ball and he's I heard him say in the interview not too long ago um uh, while he was with the Cavaliers and they asked him about like oh so you took some time off Are you coming back because you know Contract, yeah, you need the money, or whatever they said. I, mean, no I, mean, I don't need no money. I don't give a fuck about no money, or whatever he said. And I believe him. Like, that's a humble dude who just it for the love of the game. He wants to win. I and mean, that's his all passion. He, that's all what he, he knows basketball, man. He know that. Yeah. He, LeBron, the same way. He just happened to grow into some business side, you know? Yeah, LeBron. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad that Chicago does have, you know, the chances and the the Lupe's, the Derrick Rose, and the Jabari Parker who just came back to Chicago, joined the Bulls. Even though um they got him coming off the bench, I don't know what's going on with Fred Hoiberg, but I don't think he'll be around too long, much longer. I I'll be surprised if he's still the coach of the Bulls. Uh, around this time next year, yeah, I think he needs to undo his brand. Quiet as good. They even got billboards up asking to fire this man. And, I just think he wasn't. I think you know I hate to beat up on the guy, but he's just a college coach, and I and, and the Bulls organization. There's um, a reason why superstars do not come to Chicago, and the Bulls organization is the reason. The, the the top heavy, and uh, like they ain't they ain't like Tibbs being the front guy and, and they they I think they got rid of him, and they probably should have got rid of him because Tibbs is on the seven minute rotation in the playoffs, going, you know they spent all this money on that team, giving him whatever he wanted, and you're like bro you gotta pay you you gotta play your bench, but right <laughs> so but anyway but then you get this you get he would play a guy forty. 40- like forty plus minutes in the preseason, right? Uh, a star, a starter, like right, man. You burning these guys and right, out, right? And then, then, uh, then, then they get they fired Tibbs, and then they brought in Fred Hobart, and we got this team that just came from the Eastern Conference Finals or from this playoff team. I'm like, bro, you need a veteran coach to coach this team. They brought him in who who he used to coach Iowa uh, State. What, Iowa. Iowa State. And that team was a mark. Uh, was always to bust my brackets because of him. And so i give him that. So he is a great, a good coach offensively. But uh, he just said uh, he ain't right for the Bulls. Just not. Definitely not because they started looking at it like, oh, well, maybe the solution is we get rid of our best players and just get somebody who fits his style as a coach. And that didn't work, that's not working out. And then, I mean, I, I guess it was intentional last year for it not to work out. Cause they were tanking or whatever, but now, I'm looking at them like, you got the right pieces and we still losing, so. Man, so, so that, that this best question for me, uh, speaking on, since we are on sports, um, how you feel about this Le'Veon Bell situation? They tried to put the franchise tag on them and, pay him, and I guess in his eyes, low ball him, so at the end of the day, I feel like if you know your work, just stick to your guns, and it is what it is, um, like Kawhi Leonard, you know, he stuck to his guns, he didn't want to be a Spur anymore, Hey, some people looked at it like, oh, man, he, they don't like the way he's handling, handling it, though, and he ended up in Toronto, and I see he looked like he enjoying himself in Toronto. I mean, who who do you know say they all want to play for the Raptors? He could have sat out, and said I don't want to be with them. Mm-hmm. But but as it turns out, he just really didn't want to be a spur because he felt they betrayed him. So though those two situations are different. Yeah, I'm just saying though, like an athlete. The more you know they suffer, I read. Right. The more I read into what's going on with these athletes, I feel like they don't owe an organization by any loyalty. They gotta do the best for them at the end of the day. Right, right, right. And so, so, yo, your, uh, what you just said is way more profound for Le'Veon's situation because NFL contracts are not guaranteed versus the NBA contract situation. So, so, so Le'Veon. Yeah. I'm with him one thousand percent because they was franchise in and in and by the way, folks who's listening, franchise tag is when a team franchise tag you can't nobody touch you for that one year. You just pay for the, you you're you're these owners are getting over on these players with this franchise tag stuff, and they paid the man the top dollar for him on his contract for that one year. If he gets injured, he gets injured. You know what I'm saying? So, Le'Veon he had the most touches. Check this out. He got franchise tag two years in a row without a long term contract, which is what he's looking for. So he did it. He did it the first year. Then this year. He do, he goes and do it. I mean, I mean, he he goes to do it last year. And, uh, and guess what happened? He has the most touches out of every one of that. In, in the in the country 400 plus touches so and he's leaving he's second in receiving on his team and he's leading the team in russia so he's doing way more he's outplaying his contract by a thousand percent so it's like it's they, like it's, they don't want right, to pay right, on right, this right. so so i'm the i'm the leading receiver and i'm the leading Russia. and you want to pay me for one year and, but, you know what I'm saying, and I can't have no type of security. I can't have, you know what I'm saying, no reinsurance. Hell no, man. I can't ride with that. I feel at I- 1,000%, bro. Because it's like, it, like man, he did way more than what he was supposed to do. He's like. I think, I think NFL players should have guaranteed contracts because I don't. Was- it's a full-contact sport. That's the next thing I was about to get into. Because you guess what? Half this, this discussion is on. I mean, this debate with the owners and the players in the NFL is on the players. They, they get mad at the NBA players about how much money they're making. But guess what? Guess what the NBA players do? They lock. Yeah, but they lock out. Yeah. So they got locked the game out. You can't be playing, man. Yeah. So, yeah. so he, they, they have to get together and, you know, make a statement, make a change. You, you can't. Yeah, I'm sorry for that little rant, man, but I'll be feeling these players, man. Like, I'm so frustrated at these NFL players on how they're going about their business. Like, just lock out. And you can't be complaining about what you think. I'm like, man, y'all got a support in the country. Y'all should be demanding stuff. How did the NBA is going to be the most popular sport in the country. Eventually. Yeah, it's catching up. And think about it. It was, like, think about it. The MLB, Major League Baseball, was was the pastime. It was the major sport. Now, Now that took a drop. A significant drop. But guess what? They still don't owe money. They are one of the highest, best jobs to have as an athlete. And as great as Bill is, you know, what I'm saying? we get to the point where there might be starting to be a, a shift as far as popularity because you never know. I mean, some people like more people might know, like, for example, who a Greek freak, Greek freak is, you know what I'm saying? But you'd be like Le'Veon Bell and they'd be like, who the hell is that? Because you, know, you ESPN, like they and Fox Sports, they, I don't know, it seems like they push. What's going on with NBA players more than NFL players nowadays? Like right? Nowadays, when you hit constantly an NFL player's name, it's most likely always something negative. Man. Man, I'm not I'm not sure if it's intense, intentional or it's a coincidence, but that's the way it seems nowadays. Yeah, man. <laughs> man and I tailgated on a college level, but I never tailgated on a, in a, in a, on a uh, pro level until today. And I think that tailgating and their experience is going to be tough to top for the NBA. And that's like one last hurdle, meaning you got to get the fans involved on the all-around level. They got to figure that, that aspect out as far as overcoming the NFL. It's been the most that, popular sport. The, the um, NBA All-Star Game is actually coming here in 2020. Yeah, I know. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely I'm, going to I'm that. A, I'm at every event, me. Skylar and my girlfriend. Yeah, I'm meeting a bunch of people I know, like some of the guys from my job. We all talking about going. I just want to see. I just want to go to the All Star game on that Sunday. I don't even have to go to those uh, first two events. Man, you got to go to the dunk contest, man. And if they, if they continue to get better, they've been a little bit better lately. Zach, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Uh, Aaron Gordon was one of the best dunk contests I can remember. I actually thought Aaron Gordon should have won it, by the way. But other than that, uh, I'm sticking with Levine, Chicago. Let's go. He deserved. <laughs> you know, you know, he won two in a row. He deserved one of them, but not not that one. But between him and Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon did some crazy stuff. If you go watch that yeah, yeah, I, I, like I, I saw it. I saw it. Nate Robinson. Is really great too when he won. Yep. I thought Gerald Green should have won. Should have won one. Amari oh. uh, um, Stoudemire did good. Um, Dwight Howard used to do some nice dunks. I don't know why LeBron never got into the dunk contest. And let's undial his situation. <laughs> what situation? Let's, think, let's really dial back and think about why he never got into that. I think he was playing it safe. Why? I, I, it just seemed like the top guys in any sport, like a Mayweather or a LeBron, they play it safe. They choose their battles wisely. They don't. They don't get into what's unnecessary like that. I don't think LeBron winning a dunk contest would really, like, I don't know, lead to his legacy being greater than what it's going to be. But even though it did that, it I mean, that's one of the greatest parts of what made Michael Jordan so great going back and looking at his dunk contest wins. But like I said, I think LeBron and Mayweather are both very smart. And they choose what they do wisely. Like, they uh, they don't take huge risk, I don't think. Everything is pre-calculated. I don't know. I, I'm not sure if LeBron got himself into some BS with this Lakers shit. Because the Lakers don't look like a... <laughs> they currently don't look like a championship team. And I don't think they will be until, like, probably two seasons from now. Do you think that's a plus or a minus for LeBron? Uh, it might be a learning experience for him that, that he, you know, sometimes in life, you get good, you be great at something, and then you might get a little bit bored with it. Like, let me challenge myself. And it might be that type of situation. Him going to the West, like, I'm, man, I know he's like, man, this shit is rough. Mm-hmm. You got to see the best teams, like, what, every night, every other night. That's true, boy. Where, where it versus being in the East, basically, you can go on cruise control, bomb team after bomb team, and that's even in the playoffs. Yeah, that's my only knock with him, man. My only knock with him is that he played with stacked teams, and he had a, a due to that since 2010, since he joined Miami, he has a, he had a cakewalk. His only rival uh, was the Boston Celtics. Boston, and but once he got rid of them, they were old. He really, he literally had a cakewalk walk to the Eastern Finals, and then they they went to Brooklyn, and then he then he leaves Miami and goes to my uh, back to Cleveland with Kyrie and Kevin Love. Everybody like knew these are two All Stars that he's joining with, and like what like what what superstar that's in a conversation that's so freaking great as Jordan or Kobe or Shaq or these great players that that's done stuff that he's done to get a ring. You can't really put your finger on it because he is the only one that, that, that do this type of crap. And it's like, man, bro, it's kind of hard to appreciate him in my mind. Because I, I think I do appreciate I Kevin Durant, Durant what Kevin Durant did was much worse. what yeah, but, but the way I it, right, but <laughs> yeah, 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 it was, it really was. But check this out: Kevin Durant would not have done what he did if LeBron didn't go to Miami. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you, LeBron. I mean, hey. LeBron has opened the door for these superstars to go join other superstars. It, that's just—I mean—the the option was still there, but it was just—it wasn't cool to do it. Yeah, who, who joins the team that that just beat you? Right, I, I understand that. But it does not happen if does not make it okay. Power this cat got. And but I'm, yeah. I'm glad that that and for that to circle back around. I'm so glad that he went to LA because he's with he's finally with a team that's unstacked. Obviously, he's happy to be at. But he's also with a team that uh, that's not stacked. That he just got to play, he caught the ball. But. But, yeah, but, but I, like, I like the team he has. Yeah, yeah. His challenge is that LA ain't gonna, gonna just let you sit on your on your butt and collect the check. You, you want to uh deliver. No, I don't think he would ever be that type of player anyway. You know, he wants to win. It's just he gotta he's working with a lot of young guys, man, and they it's a lot they have to learn. I like it, man. They don't have they they don't have any playoff experience. I would love to see his big brother in the post, man. He, Other than Rondo and the veterans they have, but that's the core is basically a young team. Like I like Lonzo, Kuzma. He man, Kuzma is gonna be great. Yeah, and you got Shaq in the Fool, Mister JaVel McGee doing his thing. He doing better than Cat right now. So the Lakers, they got a hella, a hella potential, but we gotta just see how it plays out. Like at this point, Utah will probably embarrass them in a playoff seven-game series, and I think LeBron would be okay with that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he knows they not winning the championship This, this season. Yeah. Well, back to Chicago what do you think of uh are you familiar with um the woman that's running for well trying to run for mayor amara that uh chance I'm actually not man she came out of nowhere nowhere and you know what's funny I'm glad you essentially uh it, it's so important that we inform our our listeners that Chance is back to her but uh his father is the campaign manager for uh, Tony Printwinkle who's actually running for mayor as well she was the Cook County uh, board president so so that's kind of interesting to see that trans going against his pop or whatever but yeah Yeah. so it's like man because his pops got crazy political cliche or you know what I'm saying like he knows the ins and outs of Chicago politics and to see Chance go against that, and even he even had, I guarantee he made he, he put that in Kanye West's ear because Kanye West's end up paying seventy three thousand right. to pay her per, uh, political debt to the, uh, the election board. So, um, man, you know we are in some interesting times here in Chicago, and. Man, you know, uh, I never heard of her till chance. Never heard. Of her. I had, I hadn't either, and I followed her on um, Instagram. Took a look into her. I see she's a hooper. She's a, you know, she's with the with the movement. She's an activist. Man, know? we need to get her on the podcast, man. Let's try to undilute these voters uh, for. Her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I follow and see what she's talking about. And Me, I, as far as politics go, I just go with whoever sounds like they want what's best. Yeah, for all of us. Right. Like I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a whatever. Anybody wanna label themselves? I just, I'm a person, and I go with whoever, you know what I'm saying? Whoever has the best game. Right. I agree, bro. Definitely agree. And I, that's why it annoys me when I see these people. The left, the left, oh, the left. Well, the right, the right, the right. And, uh, like, I don't know. These people, uh, it seems to me like they just want to feel like they're a part of something. And it's, come on, man, it's just you overlook everything that's wrong with a certain politician just to stick to, oh, I'm with the right And everything Democrats do, oh F them. And then you got Democrats who also, you know, they overlook a lot of messed up things just to stick to, oh, we're Democrats and all Republicans are evil. Like, all of that is just stupid to me. And people need to just have their own mind. Facts. Facts. And then you got to realize a politician is just going to tell you what you want to hear to get your vote, month, nine times out of 10, anyway. All these scandals and broken promises, like people just don't learn from history. Yeah, like people I really got to go past the fact that like you just said, um, they're going to tell you what you want to hear. You got to you got to have that one unique ear to listen out for that thing that man what are you going to do for the people for the community you know like don't don't just say the norm right but yes as far as the undiluted podcast like we said you know this is the first official episode and we pretty much just winging it and just going from you know, topic to top, from topic to topic, discuss my thoughts on certain things. But in the future, we will throw out what the subjects of certain episodes will be, and it will have a structure. But as always, it will be—it won't be any watered-down bullshit. Anybody who comes on here, you can speak your mind, you have your opinion. As you can hear it, it's never watered down. Yeah, we any, we respect anybody's opinion. You, if you we have you on here, if you happen to be a Trump supporter for whatever reason. I mean, that's you. If you, if you feel that's what you. I'm want to do very interested they, in hearing what the what a hell of a Trump supporter thinks. I'm very very interested to hear that. <laughs> what they think as far as what man, just how they brain tick? How they go about their day? You know, I I'm very <laughs> interested to see what the hell they thinking. I mean. <laughs> you know, so like so I can understand. It could be just solely um, financial financial reasons that attacks. To be break, honest with you, maybe bro, they make uh, good yeah. money. It was crazy you brought that up because um uh, my coworker voted for Trump. And I know how he thinks and and you know these people are you know people that voted for Trump are usually here's here's the key categories. They're uh they're uh um not uh non 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 um uh, what you call it uh they didn't go to college pretty much and they they're like very very emotional these are people that uh voted for Trump like they're they're non non-educ- non educational and and like just not the smartest people, and some people, someone, someone did actual research on this, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is done right away after he won. The people don't want, and you, and you, and you think about where you think about people that's like I feel. Ve- I, I feel people that voted for him are people just like him, and there's also that little feel. That's been forgotten in the in the modern day world that voted for him as well. Cause he really did, did his groundwork on that. But it's like people that that's privileged. You know, he he actually um last year his approval rating amongst uh blacks was 19% and now it's like 36%. How did that increase? Cause the kind of Kanye? Nah, it was it was before the meeting with Kanye. So I'm not sure. That's weird. But I don't I don't think Kanye West has as big big of an impact on mm. blacks as people think. And like, like I wasn't even trying to go here on this podcast, but I'm glad you brought that up. I was so kinda of mad at our community, the black community, the African American community, how they responded to that meeting because i felt like they gave it too much attention i know that's keep going out there but here's why what i understand that you're so like i understand people are like so connected with him as a fan and they and, and his actions betrayed them and all this and that i understand that but when you really think about it, like what did that meeting do to you from your day-to-day life? How did it stop you from getting up and going to work? How did it stop you from paying your bills? And like, like I was so upset at the outrage to me. I'm like, why are you giving him or Trump this type of energy, this press? It was so frustrating to me. I was like, man, like, why is so people mad at that? Like, bro, like, it was not warranted. It was not, like, it was nowhere near, like, necessary as far as, like, why people were, like, going crazy. And maybe you can clarify this, uh, you know what I'm saying, My, what I'm what I'm feeling in that regard, you know. I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be like that regardless because, I, and it only lasts most of the time for, like, about a week. If that, and it's like anytime a celebrity does something controversial, it don't matter who it is. We're about to hear about it a lot for at least a day or two. And as you can see now, I don't know. I mean, we're talking about it right now, but I haven't actually seen a lot of people speaking on that Kanye West and Trump's uh, meeting much anymore. But um, I'm pretty sure because Kanye has an album coming out soon. So I'm not saying that he needs controversy to sell albums because, you know, the strength of his name, he could drop an album out of nowhere and it'll do great. But I don't know. Like it just lately, it seems like he does controversial things. And with him having an album coming, I think we're about to see something else. And, and, and to to be fair to him, I really do think. His heart was in the right place, but his mind was not. And I say that because like he like 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 people been saying, like TI, I'm going off T.I. And, and Charlamagne, the guy who I just met. Hey, uh, but by the way, and uh I'm going off their vibe. He like he's just not in tune with the politics. He just see a celebrity that's not supposed your, your normal celebrity is not supposed to be a president and this dude just became a person that's all he see he don't see the struggle or or us modern day folks going to work in the morning which i got to do like you got to do and uh and going to work and hop on the train he don't see that and, and i don't think that's him trying to be all uh, after and this and that you know he just trying to affect the change or making a, you know, trying to, really trying to be involved. And I really think he, and this, and I say this to say that, that when he told Trump, like, man, people do not want stopping stop frisk here in Chicago, like it was in New York. When he said that, I knew he was in his, you know what I'm saying, his heart was in the right place. You know, I'm like, okay, all right. He got it all, he, he got some type of sense. I mean, he was also saying he wanted, like, art Like places where more places where people can learn art and uh, mental health facilities here. But I mean, I don't know. To really make changes here, these people that really care about this city got to get out and make things happen themselves. And facts going going to Trump, or even if Obama was still in there, it doesn't matter who the president is. Like going to the president and asking for things for your city in particular just might not make that happen right, yeah some man somehow so, man we lost our faith in numbers like and the people like like people like uh, I was running a youth program for the Salvation Army and I lost my job because the organization that want me to, they want that program to be. There. But if the numbers are there and the people fight for it, it would always be there. You know what I'm saying? So yes. it's like, man, we, we, we don't have faith in ourselves. That's why unions. That's why unions are a thing. Like I, my brother works at the Hilton. They went on strike, demanded and more, money. more money. They got more money. felt right. they right. That's the way it works. Just like. The whole situation with um, the way Kaepernick got blackballed, and it, they did an investigation into it, and, and it turned out that he actually did get blackballed. If, if some of the put, if more players, you know, what I'm saying, they 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 didn't even have to kneel or sit for the anthem, right? But if more players just would have stood by him, that wouldn't have facts, and they didn't even have to join in on his protest. Even though the protest was never about disrespecting the flag or disrespecting veterans, uh, anybody, I, I, that's one that brings me back to, I hate when a smart person plays dumb just to stick to a point. Huh. Like you over, you just completely ignore common that's sense. That's interesting. Can hey, you give an example of that? I mean, I, I mean, a like a, a real example of that. Example of a smart person playing dumb. That's just like if if somebody presents you with something that's 100% factual. And based on the fact that you know if you admit that the fact that they presented you with is true and it shuts down your opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, re- you, reject, you reject it or overlook it. Yeah, yeah, but- I, Just I understand what you're saying. I understand that. I'm like, but give an example, like real life shit, like that, that because obviously this happened to you. So I'm, I'm trying to like picture, like, what's the example of that happening in real life? I mean, it happens every day. If you if you engage in a debate with somebody on social media, uh, I mean, well, like, say like we we can use this same topic. You telling the person the point of him kneeling during the act. He's kneeling because y'all said he was disrespecting the uh, flag and the veterans by sitting down. So he said, let me kneel, take a knee like the military does as a sign th- to let you guys know I'm not trying to disrespect the flag. And then my protest is not anti-police, but it's, you know, in protest of police brutality and the killing of innocent minorities. He sat here and he elaborated on what's was what was going on through his mind and why he was doing what he was doing and you got racist you got a ton of people who with fake patriotism who completely ignored all of this just to say no i don't care what you saying i don't care what the logic behind it is i don't care what the facts are i feel you doing this to disrespect the flag and the veterans and they full of shit. Huh. Because they know there's no malice behind what he was doing. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I mean... I mean, I could go on and on about that subject. That's... Man. We all know somebody who just... throws logic out of the window. And common sense out of the window. Just to stick to what they feel is right. Or what they feel or what's even worse what irks me the most is people that present their opinions as facts <laughs> yeah and now I'll, I'll even, I don't even debate with those type of people anymore I just I don't even give, I don't even troll them I don't even say a smart remark then go about my way I just complete silence you just you're not gonna get nothing out of me if you being like that and that's just how you gotta be these days, cause they'll be, they'll sit there and know they're wrong. Eventually, like, yeah, I'm wrong, but let me keep fucking with you. Mm-hmm. No, nah, you're not getting you not getting that out of me. <laughs> I had to learn my lesson. Yeah, that's good. Because fuck. <laughs> people do that to you, man. That's how take advantage of every chance you get yeah that shit can drain you if you sit there and argue with every fool you come across like that shit that's exhausting man so I so so um, to circle back to the podcast how do you view it going forward as far as uh, as a closing point what do you want the people to uh, to get out of it and what do you want to give to the people at the end of the day I just want it to be a learning experience and as you can see like as far as in the future you guys will see that uh, we'll talk about certain shows certain movies we won't call it a review it's always going to be called a discussion because I I, I don't want to get into you know I I feel like a lot of people can't and they took away their own ability to uh, enjoy certain movies and shows because they try so hard to be a critic and nitpick and you know at every little aspect about a film or a show like oh I don't think he was acting that good or I don't think I think this should have been written this way or written that way or oh my god they, uh, the camera angles weren't as great as they could <laughs> have been Damn. just just watch somebody's art and take it watch it for the story with a grain of salt yeah see just you know appreciate character development or i don't know i I just i don't want to get into becoming a critic but at the same time i do love to discuss shows movies books whatever and just you know i like to discuss the actual stories and the actual characters the ending things like that not just like I said, the, the nitpicking boys just here. trying to undilute so, that, man. Right. Get some of that water. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, we'll be talking about politics, sports, whatever. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? What, whatever's the hottest topic of the week or whatever the case may be. We'll have – we'll try to have, like, a, a guest on here every now and then. Like, the next guest – we definitely got to bring uh, Kendra back. Kendra's shout awesome. out to Kendra. Great job, by the way, man. Awesome. We gotta have, you know, I know a lot of pretty cool people. That would be great to have on here with us. And um, in the future. Uh man, you know, you know, you know, this this got, this, this got my blood boiling, man. Like I told you before, man. Like I'm just excited to to really talk and and talk about the things that we we're enjoying and uh man it's just a i think it's a cool thing and it's cool that you that you started that we I've been trying to push you to do I'm like man I'm like, man let's get it going man let's go you got you got so much information man, and um uh, man bro let like let's do it bro, let's undilute these people man let's get to it, Yes, sir, so be looking out soon um next weekend. We will definitely be doing next next starting with the next episode. There will be a blueprint that we follow for each episode. And I'll drop the information soon. And um we will definitely have as a special guest uh Kendra on and we'll be discussing a couple of different shows. I know one of the shows is um uh, The Haunting of Hill House will be discussing. Great show, by the way, man. I watched that by myself straight yeah that's that show was pretty great pretty great well written the acting was directing. great the special effects were directing. great. Oh my the God. directing was everything was great yeah, I um, mean man, man episode six I know it's gonna be crazy uh topic on that particular series because I know you know it did some things on that show and we're gonna talk about Daredevil oh uh we're gonna talk about um I don't know if you got for those who listen to this we 65 minutes in if you listen uh, listening right now still you can shoot us some ideas some things you want to hear about Definitely. that's totally fine if you take, yeah, that's if totally you fine take, yeah. yeah so for right now we about to wrap things up thanks for listening thanks for doing this with me Mike yes sir man I appreciate you and love you brother man it's awesome, bro. Much love. Let's get it until the next episode. Like Nate Dog used to say. Hey, <laughs> all right, people.